You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Tuesday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes you and I to to profit and triumph in Christ Jesus. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us. It's Tuesday, and we're glad to be with you, spend this time with you in the Word. It's going to be a great experience today, and that's what learning the Word should be. It should be an experience. So I want you to tag a friend, let them know that we're live. They can get us on Facebook, on YouTube, and we're going to get started in a series that I began a couple of sessions ago entitled Mixing Faith with God's Word. I got my iPad here. At any time during this podcast, you can send in questions or comments, and I'll be glad to answer your questions at the end of the podcast. So thank you for being with us today. This is our third lesson. We're teaching on mixing faith with God's Word. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says that there were individuals, God's people, they heard the word, but the gospel of the word that they heard did not profit them because they did not mix faith with what they heard. And that's what we're learning. We're learning how to mix faith with the word. The word is real. The word is true. The word works all the time, but our responsibility is to mix faith with it. Now, I've divided this uh, series into four sessions. We're talking about, in this series, about focus. We're talking about the foundation of faith. We're talking about the process of faith. And then we're talking about the development of faith, focus, foundation, process, and development. In our first two sessions, we talked about focus and we talked about foundation. In this uh, third session, and we're going to be here for a while, we're going to begin to talk about the process of faith, the process of faith. And our subtopic for this uh, portion of our teaching is how faith works. All through the the Bible, the importance of faith is communicated. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The Bible says we're to take the shield of faith and we'll quench all the fire darts of the wicked ones. So we see that faith plays a great part in the success of the believers, the Christian's journey. But how does faith work? How do, how do I work my faith? If God gives me a promise, how do I take that promise and work it in my life? If God gives me a mandate or a directive, how do I take that directive and 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 mix faith and cause my faith to work where that directive is realized. What if I see a spiritual reality in the scripture? How do I take the word of God 
and cause it to be practical coming to manifestation in my everyday experience. Now, that's what we're talking about, because I, over the course of my uh, pastorage, I realized that many good Christians who love God, love the Bible, read the Bible on a consistent basis, but they don't know how faith works. Well, it's a process. It's a process. The word process simply means a series of actions or steps that causes one to achieve a certain result, a a series of actions or a series of steps. So we're talking about how faith works, and in particular, we're talking about the process of faith. Now, the faith process has four components. And I've said this for years. And I, if you're if you're watching this podcast uh, online, if you're watching me right now, I want you to act out what I'm saying. I want you to watch me. And if you're just listening, and, and maybe you're not in a position to do this, but the faith process has four components. It involves the ears. Put your hands up to your ears. It involves your heart. Lay your hand in your midsection. It involves your mouth. Touch your mouth. Touch your lips. And it involves your hands. It involves your ears, heart, mouth, hands. Come on, let's say that together. It involves the faith process involves my ears, my heart, my mouth, my hands. Let's do it one more time. It involves my ears, my heart, my mouth, and my hands. Now, when we look at these four components and we say that it involves my ears, we're talking about the importance of hearing the word. When we point our I put our hand on our midsection and we said the word uh, involves my heart. We're talking about my believing. I must believe what I heard. And then when we say that it involves the mouth, we must speak out what we heard and what we believe. And then when we say it involves the hands, we're talking about actions that the I must act out on what I heard, what I believed, what I said. I must add corresponding actions. Now, we're going to look at each one of these components. And today, we're going to talk about the hearing component. We're going to talk about the ears, the hearing component today. Now, I want to use a proof text, a Bible foundational text, and we're talking about hearing now, the importance of hearing the word, the beginning of the faith process. This is how faith works. It begins with hearing. Now, in Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through verse 34, we have a record of a woman who had an issue of blood flowing out of her body, some kind of illness 
and there was a, a flow of blood. I don't know whether it was some wound she had. I don't know whether it was her menstrual cycle. I don't know what it was. The Bible doesn't tell us, but there was a flow of blood uh, leaving her body. Now, in verse 25, Mark chapter 5, I like to read it from the New King James Version. It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. That's a, that's a long time to be dealing with this situation. And had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. That's Mark chapter 5, verses 25, 26, and 27. Let me read it again. Now a certain woman, this is verse 25, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, verse 26, and suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all she had and was no better but rather grew worse. Now listen at verse 27. I'll just read the verse, first part of it. It says, when she heard about Jesus, and we're going to stop right there. The Bible says that when she heard about Jesus, wow, that's the beginning of the faith process. That's the beginning of how faith works. The Bible says, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, this woman was in a dire situation. She had this disease, this, this blood flow for 12 years. She had gone to many doctors and, and tried different, and you know, uh, medicine and physicians were, were not as advanced as they are today, but she had tried all kinds of portions and prescriptions and, and techniques. And, and the Bible says she ended up spending all of her money and nothing uh, uh, helped her. In fact, the Bible says she grew worse. She didn't get, get better. The Bible says she grew worse. And then she had a defining moment, a moment that began a change in her life. The Bible says when she heard about Jesus. Now, if we fast forward all the way to verse 34, the woman was made whole from that condition. She no longer had that blood flow. She no longer had to go to the doctor. Not only was she healed, but she was made completely whole through her faith. And Jesus said it. He said, woman, your faith has made you Whole. Now, we're talking about that hearing part, that, that, that hearing, and I want to give you a, a guiding statement, and the rest of the way, a guiding truth, and the rest of the way, we're going to be talking about the importance of hearing God's word, the importance of hearing God's word. Now, 
everyone wants results. You and I want results. We don't just want to go to church. Thank God we should go to church. Thank God there's a blessing in going to church. Uh, we don't just want to read the Bible. Thank God there's a blessing to read the Bible. What we want in life is results. Everybody wants results. Now listen at this truth. Results in the kingdom are achieved by confidence in God and in his word. Results in the kingdom, in God, in spiritual matters are achieved by confidence in God and confidence in God's word. So for the rest of the way, we're going to be talking about confidence. Have you ever had a time in your life when you didn't feel confident? Uh, you were uncertain. You were sure. You, you, you had doubts. You know what's interesting? What's interesting to me is here's something like faith that is so important to the well-being and the life of a believer, and yet many Christians have doubts and are uncertain about how to use their faith. So listen at this. I'm going to give you three statements that relates to confidence. Here's the first statement. Confidence in God is created by hearing God's word. Confidence in God. If you want to have confidence in God, it comes by, it is created by hearing God's word. I want to say that a little different. Confidence in God is created by hearing God's perspective. To have confidence in God in any area of your life, whether you be single or married, whether you be a parent, whether you be a spouse, whether it's on your job, at school, in business, regardless to your settings, your circumstances, your situations, to have confidence in God, then you must know God's perspective on the matter. Now listen at this. Verse 7, Mark 5:27 says, when she heard, I'm quite sure she had no confidence for those 12 years. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she heard something. She heard something. And confidence began to grow. You know, Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing. Or we could put it like this. Confidence comes by hearing. Now, here's the truth. Whenever you feel hopeless, whenever you feel doubtful, whenever you feel uncertain, then it is symptomatic that you are not hearing God's word. It is symptomatic of somewhere, somehow, you've been separated from God's word. 
confidence, faith, confidence comes by hearing. Now listen to that. Confidence comes by hearing. So whenever you settle down and you're in a hopeless situation, you, you, you're in a, a situation where you're so unsure about everything. It's because you are not hearing God's perspective. It is impossible to hear what God has to say on a matter and not have confidence. So I can know when my confidence is on a low level is because I'm not hearing Faith, confidence comes by hearing God's word. So here's the first statement. Confidence in God is created by hearing God's word, by hearing God's perspective. Now let's go to a second, very simple statement. When you hear God's word in a specific area, of need, you will develop confidence in God in that area. I'll say that again. When you hear God's word in a specific area of need, you have this need and you hear God's word in a specific area of need, then you will have confidence in God in that area. The implication now is it's possible for me to have confident in confidence in God in one area and not have confidence in God in another area. When you hear God's word in a specific area of need, you will develop confidence in that area. Now, let me explain that. Let me walk that out for you. Every person has five basic needs. Every person, regardless to where you live, regardless to your ethnicity, your race, your economic status, regardless to who you are, every person has five basic needs, spiritual, mental, emotional, secondly, physical, relational, that's social, and financial. Every need that you have falls in those areas is either spiritual, spiritual has to do with your relationship with God, It has to do with growth in God. It has to do with salvation. It has to do with being filled with the spirit. It has to do with spiritual growth, prayer. It has to do with the the gifts of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, living victorious over temptation, spiritual matters. You have a need. I have a need in the area of our spiritual life. Then there's the mental and emotional side, which has to do with our mind, our thinking, which has to do with our emotions. So if we're dealing with worry or we're dealing with low self-esteem or we're dealing with inferiority or we're dealing with rejection or we're dealing with grief or we're dealing with past abuse, all those things are in the area of the mental and the emotional. 
And then thirdly, there is the physical needs that we have, which has to do with our physical well-being, which has to do with health, which has to do with healing, what has to do with the fitness of our bodies, physical needs. And then there's financial. That's related to money and our need to have finances, to pay bills, to, to engage life in a financial way. And then there's the last area, that's relational, relationships. That's the social side, has to do with my relationships with my spouse or my relationship with my friends or my relationship with my parents or my relationship with my children or my relationship with my coworkers, relationships. So every person has five basic areas of needs. Now, what I'm saying is that when you hear God's word, in a specific area of need, then you would develop confidence in that area. Now, this is simple stuff, but it, it is profound. Now, listen at this. So what was this woman with the issue of blood, what was her area of need? Her area of need was physical. It had to do with her body. So now if what I'm saying is true, then you and I, you listener and me, we must become strategic in our hearing. We must become strategic. And if you're a minister or a pastor or a teacher or you're instructing people, we must be strategic in our teaching, strategic in our preaching strategic in our hearing in the same way that we are strategic in planting seeds, natural seeds. If you and I planted a garden and we wanted corn in the garden to grow in the garden, we would plant corn seeds. If we wanted tomatoes, a tomato harvest, in our garden, from our garden, we would plant tomato seeds. If we wanted to plant a, a flower bed around our house or uh, uh, somewhere in our home, uh, we would plant flower seeds because different kinds of seeds produce different kinds of crops. We would never think about planting tomato seeds to get corn. We would never plant tomato seeds to get flowers because we're strategic. And I'm saying that whatever area of need that we have, if we want to grow spiritual, because the Bible says in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, it says the, the word is seed. So if we want to grow spiritually, then we've got to hear teachings on spiritual matters. If we're struggling or have a need in the area of our minds or our emotions, then we're going to have to hear teaching on those subjects, worry, rejection, low self-esteem. We've got to have teaching on that. 
And then if we're struggling with our physical health, then we have to be planting that kind of seed teachings on healing, on health, on long life. If it's finances, then we have to be listening to teachings, lessons on prosperity and finances. If it's on relationships, then we have to listen to information. If we want have a need in our marriage, then we need to listen to teaching on marriage. If we have uh, parenting situations, we need to listen to teachings on parenting. You see how that works. It, that's how it works. Now, as a minister, if you're a pastor, you're a minister, you are a sower. And what you want, what your members need, uh, you have to be strategic and the Holy Spirit will lead you. If you want to see your people grow spiritually, then you have to feed them, teach them that kind of information. If you want them to be healthy, you have to teach on healing. If you want them to prosper financially, you have to teach on that. In other words, we have to become strategic in our hearing and strategic and, uh, you know, I, I think that we should study the whole Bible. But you're never going to get healed listening to teaching on the Antichrist. You're not going to get healed listening to teaching on the rapture of the church. You should listen to teaching on the rapture of the church. You should le listen to teaching on the Antichrist. But you're not going to get healed that way and you're not going to prosper. You're not going to prosper. Listen. Sometimes we have an unrealistic expectation. We're expecting a harvest without planting that kind of seeds. The Bible says, watch this, in Luke 6, 17, it says the people came to Jesus to hear him and to be healed. Listen at that. They didn't just come to get healed. See, that's where we miss it sometimes. We want the results but we don't understand the process. We want the results, but we don't want to hear. The Bible says in Luke 6, 17, that they came to hear Jesus and to be healed. They came to hear. Jesus wasn't just laying hands on people and doing that. No, he would teach them the word, and the people understood the process. They understood that faith works like that you have to hear you can you can pray forever you can want something forever but if you're not strategic in that area if you're a business person you need to be listening to something on business you have to be strategic in your hearing strategic in your teaching strategic in your instructions now so I'm gonna give you a quiz, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to the the next the next statement. What what if you what if you have a spiritual need? What are you gonna to listen to? What if you are struggling in the area of your emotions? What are you gonna what What are you gonna to listen to? How are you going to be your confidence in that area? What if you have you struggling in your body? You need you want health, you want healing in your body. You you got a condition and you want what are you what are you gonna hear? What are you gonna be strategic about hearing? So let's say you have a financial issue. Maybe you're struggling financially. 
Okay, what are you going to be strategic about hearing? And if it's relationships, what are you going to be strategic about hearing? So here's another question. Think about the need that you have. Think about the need that you have. And it's going to fall in one of these areas. Think about the need you have. Now, here's here's the big question. What are you hearing in that area? Well, you say, well, I'm not listening to anything in that area. Well, you have an uh, you have an unrealistic expectation. That's like me expecting tomatoes in my backyard, and I don't plant any tomato seeds. They're Christians. They're expecting a harvest in areas where they plant no seed. And now I'm not talking about finances now, giving now. I'm talking about the word of God. Now, here's our first two statements, and then I'll give you my third and final statement. Confidence in God is created by hearing God's word of God's perspective. Here's my second statement. When you hear God's word in a specific area of need, you will develop confidence in God in that area. Now, here's the third statement, and we're going to work with this the rest of the way. What you hear will impact your faith negatively or positively. Now, listen at that. What you hear, we're talking about hearing today, what you hear will have an impact. I see I got a question there. Thank you for your question. You can send your questions in at any time right now. What you hear will impact your faith negatively or positively. Now, that is simple, but it's profound. So let's dive in. Let's go back to this woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. The Bible says she had an issue of blood for 12 years. The Bible says she had suffered many things of many physicians, tried everything she went to, every doctor she could find. The Bible says she spent everything, and the Bible says she grew worse and not better. Now, listen at this. What was she hearing? Let's talk about the negative side. What was, was, what, what do you think she was hearing? What do you think she was hearing from the doctors? Do you think the doctors were saying something I'm quite sure they were trying to help the lady? Because most doctors are trying to help people. They're not trying to hurt people. They're trying to, they give their whole life to helping people. But in her case, what do you think she was hearing from the doctors? What do you think she was hearing from the insurance company? Your insurance doesn't, doesn't cover this. What do you think she was hearing from the bank? Your, 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 uh, your account is overdrawn. What do you think she was hearing for, from relatives? What do you think? The doctor said, well, I'm sorry. We just have nothing to help you in this situation. What do you think her body was saying? Because our bodies speak to us through symptoms, through pain. What do you think her body was saying to her? What do you think she was saying to herself? Listen. And what were the results? Well, the results was she was no better. She rather grew worse. Now, think about it. She was hearing a lot of negative stuff. What turned it around? Let's talk about what she heard positively. 
what turned her situation around. Because she was hearing a lot of negative stuff, maybe like you. Maybe you're hearing a lot of negative stuff. Now watch this. What did she hear? The Bible said when she heard about Jesus, what did she hear? She heard that Jesus was a healer. Oh, confidence began to rise. She heard that she had a covenant right as a daughter of Abraham while her covenant, her confidence began to rise. Then she heard about testimonies. Her neighbor, her friend, the person up the street, they went to this meeting and, and they got healed by Jesus. Wow, she started hearing things and what hearing some good things and what were the results? She heard it. She believed it, and we're going to see in the rest of the text, she started talking it, and then she acted, and guess what the result was? She was made whole. At one point, she was hearing negative. At another point, she was hearing positive. She was hearing things contradicted to the word for 12 years. Then all of a sudden, she started hearing positive things that came from the word, and her results were totally different. It is important what you hear. In fact, listen at this. Listen at this. The Bible says in Mark 4, 24, it says, take heed what you hear. Be careful what you hear. And then in Luke chapter 8, verse 18, it says, take heed how you hear. Wow. Did you hear that? Jesus says our ear gate is important. It is important what we hear. We should be strategic about what we hear. We should guard what we hear. It does matter what we hear. Jesus said, take heed, guard your ear gate. Because what you hear is going to have an impact on your faith. How you hear, the, the attention that you give to what you hear. I shared a message recently on the supernatural life and hearing God. It was one of the most important lessons that I have taught as a pastor. Because the, the, to me, the key, one of the keys in life is to be able to hear God. And I taught that lesson and I was talking to one person and they said, they, they, they said they had listened to that lesson four times, four times, four times. I listened to a lesson one time, 364 days. I listened to it 300, the same lesson. Take heed what you hear. Take heed how you hear. In other words, what attention you give to the word. How important is the word to you? The Bible says the measure of thought and study we give to the truth we hear will be the measure of truth and knowledge that come back to us. Listen, I, I'm willing to say and I hope this is not true of all, all my members and all those who heard this. There are some people, they probably didn't hear much sitting in the sermon because they weren't paying no attention to it. And then the other people who heard it, they ain't listened to it. They have not listened to that lesson again because they don't value hearing. They don't know how it works. They don't know how the system works. They're trying to get results without hearing. That's the beginning of the faith process. You're not going to get results just by praying. Praying is important. Confessing is important. 
But the Bible says, so then faith comes, confidence comes by hearing, by hearing. That's the first step in the process. And next week, we're going to go to that next step, believing we hear, then we have to believe what we hear. We hear, but we have to believe. Now, listen, listen, as I close, as I, I'm getting ready to close, I'm getting ready to close. We're teaching in our Sunday service. I pastor a beautiful church, Faith Chapel, and a campus in Birmingham, a campus in Columbus, Georgia, Faith Chapel. And we're teaching on our authority from heaven, the authority of the believer engaging the devil. That's a part of our spiritual warfare. But there's another level of warfare that many Christians don't realize, and that is Satan's strategic plan to separate you from the word. Satan does not want you to hear what God has to say. Because he knows if you can, he can separate you from hearing, and sometimes he'll keep you busy. He'll have you doing this. He'll have you doing that. And you're working, and you're doing this, and you got responsibilities, and you're doing this, and you got other things you're doing. And so Satan, even though you can't see him, he is trying to separate you from hearing because if he can stop you from hearing, and then let you hear everything the Facebook says or the media says or the news says or your friends says or your body says or your circumstances, but he does not want you to hear what God says. So he works hard to separate you and keep you from hearing because he knows that if you don't hear, the faith process can't work in your life. Faith can't work if you don't hear. Now, I have some uh, questions here, and I'm going to stop right there. I, that's a good lesson. That's a really good lesson. And I want to thank you for spending this time with me today. Now, let's look at what you sent in. So, Pastor, when we have the seed of God's word planted in us, when dilemmas come up, does the Holy Spirit bring the word forth to help us to overcome that situation? Yes. If you take the time to plant the seed of the word in your heart, then the Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance. But he can't bring up what you hadn't planted. Absolutely. Positively. Now, here's the catcher, though. Here's the catcher. And I didn't say it in my teaching. The faith process has to be a way of life. It can't be just, I got a crisis. You know, I, I, I need some money. I, I, need, I need some help. I got, I got to have some help. I got to help. I got this problem. I got this problem. So I, I, I got to go and put the word in me. I got to go and put the word in me because I got to help. No, no, that's desperation. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I'm not saying God won't help you in desperate situations, but I'm saying much of the time in desperate situations, we're operating by fear. We're not operating by faith. This should be a way of life, a way of life. If you understand what I said, 
then you will listen to healing often. I, I try to listen to someone healing on a regular basis. You need to keep your faith strong in the area of prosperity, faith strong in the area of relationships, right? And you can be strategic at it, but that's a good question. What scripture should a person meditate on for feelings of depression or loneliness? That that that's that's a good question. Listen, we've taught on everything in our church. I mean everything. I mean you you can go online. We got we got teaching on everything. You can you can call uh, the office. You we can get you we can get you to the information. But we've taught on all things, spirit, soul, body, social, and financial. If, if, if you can just contact us, you know, you can go to our website, uh, our resource uh, area, and you, you, we teach on everything. So if you're dealing with those areas, you're going to have to be meditating on the word in the area of depression. You can go online now and hear all kind of good teaching on, on depression. You can do a lot of things now. Uh, you can Google sermons on depression, sermons on overcoming depression, sermons on overcoming loneliness. There's a lot of ways you can go now, but that's a good question. What word of scripture are specifically for mental health issues? when therapy and possible medication is needed as well. Listen, you don't have to choose one or the other. You can get therapy. You can, you can take medicine if you, you, you need that. You can get counseling if you need that. But here again, it's, it's, it's the information that we're teaching on a regular basis. Um, it, it's all kind of information. But you have to be strategic in those particular areas. I, I one time did a whole mental health seminar. I mean, the whole teaching was on just mental health. Everything. I was teaching on worry. I was teaching on loneliness. I was teaching on depression. It was a mental health seminar. So if you have any struggles in those areas, remember, we have to be strategic. Whatever kind of harvest you want in your life, you've got to listen in that area. And I Google sermons. You can Google stuff nowadays. It, it's, but these are absolutely good questions. And um, we're going to pick up. Uh, uh, I have an answer for you. They can receive uh, lessons on, on the Faith Chapel app. You can go to the Faith Chapel app, download, go to faithchapel.net or Mike Moore Ministry, download the Faith Chapel app, and listen, I got free sermons on that app on all these different areas. I got sermons on finances. I got sermons on uh, all these different areas. What if I hear God's word, but my wife is not hearing him, and she is going off on her own words. Well, you know, marriage is a team sport, and it can be very challenging. Yeah, it can be very challenging. I would encourage you, if you are having some marital issues, uh, to get counsel. If you're part of a local church, if you're a part of Faith Chapel, I would uh, talk to my wife about you, about getting counsel but i'm telling you it, we got all kinds of information that you can get on marriage and and uh, uh information on that but i would encourage you to get counsel i really would 
you know, because it's a team sport. One person can't make a marriage work. You have to have both people involved in that. These are good questions. Amen. We're doing a little bit at a time. We're going to cover all four areas. Next time, we're going to talk about the believing part. Thank you. 